Hey everybody, Josh Harrison, World Alternative Media here, and we are joined by Tim Pachot, the Liberty Advisor, and it's been a mighty fall for Exxon lately, as Exxon has actually ended its 92-year run on the Dow Jones. It was booted off the Dow Jones Industrial Average, which is really incredible news, as this Quartz article says, as Exxon exits the Dow, technology takes over the major stock indices, and we have stuff like Salesforce taking its place obviously there's a lot of momentum going forward here uh, it's just crazy to think as this article um, points out the Dow historically consisted entirely of heavy industries manufacturing and transportation General Electric US leather and Chicago gaslighting Coke company made um, the first list in 1896 gradually oil and gas rose through the ranks at least one fossil fuel giant has been on the roster since the 1920s it's a huge hit to the uh, you know the oil industry as this CNN article, I know it's CNN, uh, screw CNN, but let's just talk about what the headline here says. Exxon was the world's largest company in 2013. Now it's being kicked out of the Dow. And we can see um, stuff like this. Uh, the, we see the share price. It's down 3.22% on the day as I report this um, as it closed on August 25th. But with that said, um, Tim, we're going to go into this and much more today because obviously this is really big news. We, it's it's not every day you see something like Exxon kicked off of the Dow. I mean, again, one of the biggest companies in the world at one point just a couple of years ago. Obviously, there's a lot of um, a lot to be talked about here. But first, before we get into that, make sure to hit that like button, check the links below, share on social media, join our newsletter at www.iamband.com. And of course, um, if you want to become a client of Tim's, you can go to thelibertyadvisor.com. Obviously, you can join us on float.app. BitChute Library and Minds as we are leaving YouTube by November 5th the 2020 and of course we are completely self-funded so our viewer funded so make sure to check the links below for ways that you can donate and pledge. Anyway let's get into this Tim. Um, this is pretty crazy news considering how big of a company Exxon is. Um, what do you think led to such a major move? Well, you'd mentioned that it's not every day, and actually today would be the only day, or, or you know, would be the only day that this has ever happened. So, uh, w one thing about the Dow is it's, it's actually a price. Sorry, it's a yeah, it's a price weighted uh, index, whereas the something like the S and P is a market weighted index. And that might sound like boring and wonky, and why should you care about that? But the reason you should care about that is, let's say you have a stock that is one dollar, and you have a stock that is a hundred dollars. Well, if they both go up one dollar, the stock that's only a dollar doubled in price, whereas the stock that's a hundred dollars only went up one percent. Now, in the S and P five hundred, it would reflect uh, it going up one percent, whereas in the in the Dow, the uh, actual price of so if the stock was up one dollar, then it would move the ticker, you know, up, you know, one one point. And so it's really inefficient. And uh, yeah, I got to guess watch my language over here of other things I wanted to call, but it's a really really dumb uh, way of of measuring things. And almost no one in like the actual investment community outside of just general investor psychology pays attention to the Dow. And then the other part of the Dow is Dow Jones Industrial Average. There's pretty much nothing industrial left about any of these companies that are there. But my guess is that. What they what they see is this you know 
older, mature company. And a lot of times if you have an older, mature company, uh, especially with the rise of, you know, what you were saying before with electric vehicles coming, that they don't see as much. And I'm saying like what their psychology is, not that I agree with it or don't agree with it. But they think there's probably not as much upside left where some of these technology companies uh, that they think that there's more upside there. So if you take a look at the Dow in 2008 versus, you know, today, it's pretty much, you know, uh, you know, completely different. I, I, I know we're not taking a look at that right this second, but, you know, a lot of so many names have been kicked off. Uh, like I think back in 2008, I'm just going off memory, I think Bank of America at one point was kicked off and something like Goldman Sachs added. So if you try to compare historical records, you're really comparing apples to oranges because a lot of these names that, you know, were there 10 years ago aren't even there today. And the names that are there today probably won't be there 10 years from now. And there's another theory out there called the dogs of the Dow theory. And what that means is that from a contrarian point of view, that a lot of times you'd just be better off investing in the worst performing, uh, you know, stocks in the Dow and the worst performing stocks in the S&P 500 for that year. And that those ones typically then saw the biggest gains the following year. But it's my uh, theory that they or speculation rather that they probably saw, hey, you know, these are some older, big, stagnant type companies. And we want to get some, you know, bigger players in there that way we can, you know, juice up the numbers. But to try to compare what things looked like back then versus today, uh, really, you know, it really is, is pretty much meaningless. But, you know, it, it, I think it's, it's all in the growth play uh, aspect of it. But, you know, then again, uh, you know, for someone that graduated in 2008, which, you know, what a lucky me graduating in 2008. Uh, I remember back in upstate New York, gas was probably like, like 430 a gallon. And at the time, it was, you know, it was pretty much unconceivable to think that, you know, now we would be in a position where, uh, well, you know, at one point, gas was trading, you know, or oil futures were trading negative at, at a certain point. But, you know, I think that's, you know, a short term move and that at a certain point is going to bounce back up and maybe they're going to wish it didn't kick uh, it out, especially when, you know, we're at a relative low, all things considered. Uh, absolutely. And, and, you know, by the way, first of all, uh, before I, I go further, uh, Tim obviously is a, cer a certified financial planner. So, um, again, you could uh, become a client of his by checking uh, the libertyadvisor.com below. But uh, I want to talk about a little bit about you know the oil companies, the big oil companies. People have often said the oil companies are the biggest behemoths in the world. They have more power than anything. All wars are fought over oil, all that kind of stuff. Well, interestingly, the biggest you know industries in the world, if you want to call it an industry, would be big pharma and obviously things like the ba the banking system is is a huge behemoth as well. Um, we see a move away from oil to a great extent, and a lot of people are kind of hedging their bets on a lot of the big tech companies as well as the you know. Companies like Tesla, like this article here says, Apple and Tesla have long-term upside after stock splits, Jim Cramer says. Uh, we have another article here from one day ago that says, Tesla Bear says, stock is detached from reality, predicts $87 price target. I don't know about that. But um, another one here says, Tesla can surge. Yeah, Tesla can surge another 71% from current levels as it unlocks more growth potential in China, uh, one analyst points out. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people talking about Tesla, Rivian, um, Nikola, and, and companies like that. Obviously, there is a move towards these companies. Not that they actually help the environment that much. Obviously, the creation of li or fi finding lithium is very pol uh, big pollutant, and obviously, what it takes to manufacture a lot of these. They use a ton of petroleum to manufacture all these things. But we see at least some form of innovation going forward, pulling away from the oil uh, 
industry, which has stood on top for so long. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the stock splits with you, Tim. Um, can you explain what they are and why people should know about them? Okay, yeah. I first want to touch on a few things you said. So you said the wars are fought over oil. Well, a lot of the pharmaceutical companies are actually have oil-based, uh, you know, products in their pharmaceuticals, and that all ties back to Rockefeller. And then uh, when it comes to you mentioned that a lot of these uh, electric vehicles are are actually not that great for the environment. Uh, and I know that our listeners are smart enough to understand this, but if you take the, like, the entire life cycle of one of these, you know, electric vehicles, a lot of times, you know, the battery is only good for ten years, or the vehicles break down after ten years. You know, uh, <coughs> Priuses. Uh, no, sorry, that was my coronavirus. No, just kidding. But as you're taking a look at the total life cycle of, you know, trying to, you know, make the batteries, dispose of the batteries, not lasting as long, it's actually worse off. But, you know, all the greenies get to, you know, get to get to feel all good, like they're doing something because they're virtue of signaling. With that said, I actually do want to get an electric truck someday. So, you know, I'm not, but, you know, I, I know, I'm well aware of the hypocrisy, especially the people who are then getting it from, you know, traditional electric sources. I mean, those are the biggest hypocrites. Now, if you're getting it from solar, you know, I guess there's an argument to, to be made there. In terms of stock splits, uh, you know, traditionally, you know, back, you know, way back in the day, you know, you would, you know, back when you're, you know, looking at, you know, actual newspapers to get the price of things, you know, a lot of these stuff and you're paying, you know, big commissions. So maybe you're paying $50 a trade or even more than that. You know, stocks was something that kept out the younger people, kept out people who weren't as wealthy. Well, when stocks didn't split. So let's say the stock that was $500 and you have a five for one split. Now it's only $100 and maybe people can afford it at $100, but not afford it at 500. But today there's things like, you know, there's different platforms out there where you can buy fractional shares. So the argument that younger, uh, less wealthy clients can't get into these names is somewhat mute because you can buy, there are platforms where you can buy fractional ownership. And I think a lot of this just goes to, you know, people just, you know, chasing things that are out there. And they're really, there's really no value created when you just say, okay, we got a hundred shares of something and now we're going to get a thousand shares of something. I mean, what if I'm selling widgets and there's no, it doesn't create any more demand for your widgets. It doesn't, you know, make your widgets more profitable. It only has to do with investor psychology. And because other people think that more people will other people down the road will pay more for it because they're getting more shares then you know that that's then they want to offload to someone else but there should be no value created by doing a spot stock but certainly i don't have the numbers in front of me but i think just in the past you know week or two apple has just been adding like a like a quarter like basically like the market cap of exxon but there's no new news no new headphones or phones or bigger demand. Matter of fact, there's probably less demand for, uh, you know, certainly for, you know, higher end phones right now with so many people out of work. So I think a lot of it just goes to show the more retail, uh, less experience, more immature uh, market understanding that's leading to what's going on right now. And we're also, you know, also with the Fed printing all the money and, and uh, you know, that finding its way to the stock market, that's creating all these disallocations of capital, creating all these bubbles. But, you know, who knows? I mean, they could send the, you know, the Dow Jones could go to, you know, pro I think by the time I'm 60, it probably is going to be at a million, even if there's not any crazy events. But, you know, it's probably going to be way the heck higher than that because we're probably going to have some sort of hyperinflation in the stock market be be before right. the time I'm and, 60. But. And, and we are we're going to be doing some videos uh, today on that as well, which you can uh, stay tuned for or if it might already be posted. I don't know. But the I, I think it's important to point out that, that we've seen um, this movement happening for a while before coronavirus, before all this stuff. We've seen this shift starting to take place over the last uh, several years. And uh, it goes without saying that eventually the oil companies would be replaced to some extent. Now, obviously, I've always been against the government having any involvement in that and for pulling the rug out from underneath 
millions of employees across the United States and throughout the world, um, the market has to decide on that stuff. And personally, myself, I want I want a bulletproof cyber truck. I mean, that sounds awesome. Um, I don't care how ugly the truck is. I want that truck. But um, <laughs> with that said, uh, going forward, we will continue to update on uh, you on this stuff. Obviously, there's a, a big shift happening. We are in the middle of a reset of some kind, and um, it'll take the next 10, 15 years to really have a good understanding of exactly what's happening right now. But we are living through history right now, and uh, things are going to be very different in 10 years from now. Never mind, in 10 years, they'll be very different probably in a year or even six months from now. And uh, you can take that to the bank. Uh, in my opinion, I think we are truly living in the strangest time in or world don't history. Take it to the bank. No. <laughs> don't take it to the bank. Get out of the bank, in my opinion. But, anyways, um, I, I appreciate everyone watching. And again, uh, you can check those links below if you want to become a client of Tim's and we have lots more videos coming up right away. Got to cut this video short because we go on and on and on and we can make this video into a three hour video if we wanted to and trust me we have. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway so I, I really appreciate you going into this. It's interesting looking at this versus um, you know the oil price earlier this year going into the negatives and it's just it's a it's a weird a weird year for oil that's for sure. Um, but anyways uh, make sure to hit that like button like I said before. Share this on social media to get around the shadow banning check those links below there's lots of links that you guys can um, help fund wham or just support us by going to the other alternatives like float bit library and mines we're starting to pick up some steam on uh, library and bit and we've really picked up a lot of steam on float.app f-l-o-t-e.app where we have just uh, broken 4,000 followers i really appreciate everyone who's gone there because we will not be on youtube after november 5th other than posting trailers to our full videos on the other platforms because it's that or YouTube takes us down. We don't have a choice. It's one or the other. Obviously, we have to make that move as individuals and stop insulting our own intelligence by staying on such a site. So, um, also, we are completely Vera funded, so make sure to check the links for GoFundMe, Patreon, Subscribestart. You can pledge in Bitcoin on float.app. And of course, we have Bitcoin addresses below as well as a Cointree address, which allows you to um, donate in Monero and other things like that if you click on that link. So we really appreciate your support, everyone. Um, obviously, we have a lot more coming up uh, shortly and a great way to, uh, for us to be able to reach you is through www.imband.com. All you have to do is put in your email address. That's it. That's all. Anyway, um, <laughs> join us soon. we got lots more coming at you. And until next time, this is Josh Sigerson with Tempacho signing out from World Alternative Media. Find the truth, be the change. My friends, it is go time. We are completely demonetized on YouTube and we depend on the viewer to stay alive and spread the message of freedom and truth. So check those links below. GoFundMe, Patreon, Subscribestar, anything you guys could do to help keep independent media alive helps enormously in helping spread this message to the masses. So make sure to check those links. Donate to our Bitcoin address on the screen or below. We really appreciate anything you could do to keep us alive. You could check those links below for Cointree as well, where you can find other cryptocurrencies that you can donate and keep Wham alive. Find us on float.app, F-L-O-T-E.app, as well as BitChute and Library and Minds. We're on all the other platforms. We are leaving YouTube soon, so make sure to find us at those sites because it's the only way we can keep talking to you, the masses, the great people that actually care about the future of free humanity. Also, join our new newsletter at www.iam 